we used to work with um, Adam and Eve. It's like a sex toy. Oh my god! And Which obviously we can't we're, do anymore. Yeah, we can't post this those anymore. This is definitely not kids content. Yeah, now. <laughs> <laughs> sorry guys. But like, obviously, we're not like sexual on our channel. But it, we literally would open the box with like Zane or David, and we would just laugh hysterically. And like Zane literally used a whip and like was hitting us with it and like swinging it around. We'd and literally be like, "This one looks like a ghost." Woo! Yeah, and they loved it, and they're like, "Okay, you're good to post." And we we're like, "What?" They <laughs> the like first that? time we ever got one. We were like, they are not gonna. <laughs> I know. They are not gonna approve this because we were dying laughing, yeah. like literally making fun of every single thing we took out of the box. In this episode, we're talking with YouTube sensations Carly and Aaron. They met at a Vine meetup and quickly became partners and moved to Los Angeles. They pivoted their content to YouTube, creating vlog-style content along with the Vlog Squad. This is creative. Disruption, the intersection where entertainment, data, and creativity meet. Here's your hosts, Ricky Ray Butler and Daryl Leaves. Welcome back to the Creative Disruption Podcast, where we talk about everything that is disrupting the industry and those creators that are actually making it happen. And I'm joined by my friend, Ricky Ray Butler. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Doing really good. This is microphone. Hey, I, I got to talk about this. This is like really important. Um, the FTC just fined YouTube $170 million. Do you believe that? That's crazy. I Well, what's crazy is, first off, uh, you know, this is for the for those that don't know about this, this is the Child Online Privacy Protection Act. It's, you know, it's, I think it was back in 1998, and it's like literally to protect the children, and I'm all for that. I mean, I'm a father of five. You have some adorable kids, um, and and things need to be things need to happen so that they are protected. But the lives that we're in today with technology, things change a little bit. Uh, but do you know, like the the essence of what's happening with this? issue well i mean I, you know we talked about this before basically the f the fact that a, a kid can go onto youtube and like find a, find themselves into a rabbit hole after watching a couple of videos watching a, like you know one video here or one video there and then getting recommended a video right. that's technically illegal correct yeah. all right well but what what it is it's like well, taking what are the your data. thoughts do you, well, do you think the ftc off. should be doing this um, I think definitely we need to have some regulation. Um, I, I think the FTC, like so for those that don't know, it's just like when you're uh, tracking anyone, a minor, anyone that's under the age of 13, um, you can't track them. Um, you can't geolocate them. You can't like target them. And what happens is people are able to uh, say, uh, first off, when in 2013, when YouTube uh, introduced Google Brain, the yeah. whole essence of it was is to predict what the viewer wanted to watch. And it, it included kids. Mm -hmm. And so when you track people's history of what they like, what they don't like, their tolerance level, what they watch next, mm -hmm. that was actually breaking the law. Uh, the second thing would be is once that data is collected, um, and this is where brands come in, uh, brands had access to that. It, they didn't have names, but they could say, hey, I want everyone in this region. So like in L.A. Um, that like Legos and they also like slime, show them this ad. You're right. And that was also breaking the law. So sure. that right there. And so the controversy is this. It's like that was happening and, and kids were being targeted and exploit. Uh, there's exploitation that was going on from there. Um, and there was no checks and balances. And so, you know, the FTC kind of 
swung really heavily with that. Right, right. Uh, on that end. So, so how is this going to impact you? Because I know you know you have a couple of channels that are family channels, children channels. I mean, I mean, what? Are, how are you going to have to evolve now? Yeah. So the the thing is, um, there was a letter by Susan, who's the CEO of YouTube. She says pretty much a lot of creators will actually need to look for another career. Um, if they're targeting kids, it's just like, there's not, uh, much, you know, survival. But what about on YouTube kids? Well, that, like, is there no way to monetize? That, that's part of the problem mm -hmm. is, um, the issue is this, it's like the tracking's happening, right? Mom and dad decide, Hey, we want the iPad nanny to exist. So and you've been, you've, you've done this a few times. <laughs> hey, go watch this. And there she's like probably watching Vampirina or something yes, like that. Yes, yes, yes. You know, but he's like, way into the Halloween but, but videos. Do you, to, do you go to YouTube kids app? We, we've started. Okay. Absolutely. You started. Well, we saw, um, our kids stumble across some pretty sketchy content yeah. where like um, they're watching like this cartoon music video, but it's like in Spanish talking about sexual things. <laughs> and we're like, ah, and I don't speak Spanish. So <laughs> I'm just there does. hanging out with my kids and my wife's like, what in the world are they watching? And she pulls it up and it's just this yeah, like yeah. skeleton dancing, and, but and it's but pretty the, sketchy content. But, but, the, but, that's, but that's the whole point is a lot of parents wouldn't even known that right. and they would just keep on going. And so most, most parents will just kind of throw them. And well, that's a, a big is there a chance that YouTube kids will be a subscription? I, I don't model? know the monetization model that they're going to do it. I don't know how that's going to work out. Something's going to give. Um, I do know this. Um, and this is being on YouTube since 2005. And I've seen trends. This is going to be the worst apocalypse that have ever hit YouTube ever. Mm -hmm. And it has a ripple effect that co content creators, like, they don't get. I was, like, with a content creator last night. Um, and, you know, we went out to dinner. And I says, have you talked to your partner manager about – uh, this issue because your your content is borderline kids content and he goes well no I just thought it was for everybody else I go don't do that like this is your business we got you got till January to make sure that this is in line if not you need to start pivoting your content so you appeal to a, a an older demographic because if they if they do it well does that mean that these Minecraft creators or these like Lego creators are going to start cussing so they can start targeting an older demographic but, but, but that's great like if, mm -hmm. even if they cuss then they get demonetized either you know it's just oh, like sure it's like the balance like if you're not family content you get demonetized mm -hmm. if your kids content you're gonna have a man, you know, low low cpm or whatever the, it is. the power that these platforms have where they literally are going to be affecting millions and millions of people based on different policies or different yeah. changes and man that's got it's just stressful it's just it's, it's the new world we well, live in I, now one thing that I think is good. Like, you know, of course it's really good to, you know, protect those children and, and, and make sure that we 100%. do something that's very yeah. safe for them and that they don't get into sketchy content like my daughter did. Yeah. Um, but another thing that, that people haven't been talking about is there's, there's a reason why this children content has been monetizing like crazy. Right. And it's because according to, you know, YouTube analytics, it looks like there's 40 year olds and 50 year olds watching the content. And that, Increases the CPMs, but in reality, but, but, but the it's reality children is, that's but, watching. But, but the reality is, is the ads, and this is one thing I do know because you know we own channels, but we also buy ads and sure. stuff like that. But you're targeting a specific thing, and the AI knows it. Like they 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 know who's watching it, um, and and they I have get it. seen so many car commercials and shampoo I, commercials I, on that, like sing-along content. I, I that get that. It doesn't make sense. I get that. And I'm 100% saying is 
there are advertisers that are lazy mm -hmm. and they, when they're lazy, they're going to spend more money. So they're not taking they're as not, much time as they should be taking. To set so, up so the ads properly. So you're basically saying this is the media agency problem. It, it, it definitely is. Okay. I've always had an issue with that. Now, my thing is, and this is what, what I truly believe, and I think we need to do a full podcast on this for sure, but um, it's like we're the first wave um, with all the demonetization issues that happened before. It took about a year and a half. Uh, to kind of calm down and and the AI to learn things and you know the whole self selection thing, um, so that's moving over here to kids content is where you have to self select and they're using a lot of the learnings that they did before, um, but I just think that's the first wave. I think it's like like we had a hurricane warning, the hurricane's coming in, people are boarding up, people are moving, people are getting on a flight. You know, January first is going to hit. And, and I think that we're going to have this very awkward period for about a month or two or even the first quarter uh, of next year. And then it's going to calm down a little bit. But then the second wave, it's like you, you will be in the eye of the storm. And, it, and then the second wave is going to just demolish a lot of channels, and a lot of content creators just because they can't figure it out. Um, things internally, how things get suggested, it will have to change with kids content. Um, and, and believe it or not, uh, and this is what I, 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 um, had some creators that says, oh yeah, we, we really appealed to 13 year olds. I'm like, do you really, I go, do you really? <laughs> and they says, no. And so they did a tour where they did a, a, like 52 meetups. Yeah. And I go, what was the average age of the people that were actually attending? And it was five and six year olds. And I says, that right there is data that you, you will, you will get shut down. Like oh, it would just, there's no ifs, ands, and buts. I can't, I can't imagine how stressful this yeah. is. So besides that. The second wave has everything to do with your occupation, believe it or not. And it's integrated brand deals. Like it's like 100%, uh, like Ryan's toy review just got nailed, um, where they, there's a lot of complaints going to the FTC. And, you know, there's some investigation leading to that of how things are, you know, positioned. Well, now, well is now he not Ryan's disclosing or, or is it just because 100% is disclosing, he's, but it's he's targeting, disclosing kids. targeting kids. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. So it's like they did everything in the law right, but the difference is, is it's going towards a kid. And a kid doesn't know, hey, well, thank, you know, thanks, Lego, for sponsoring this video and this, yeah. you know, perfect shout out the way that you need to do it and have everything disclosed. But so, so, I mean, I mean, are your thoughts that YouTube could potentially ban all integrations, brand integrations amongst no. children's content? Oh, on children's content? I don't know. I I think it's just um, the FTC will – the, the, the it's kind of like the, the blood has drawn mm -hmm. and the sharks are starting to come around. Um, they used a thing. It's kind of like shooting fish in a barrel. Sure. And YouTube's the barrel and the creator's the fish. That was coming from the lead – person with the FTC, mm -hmm. uh, in all this, this stuff. And so I think there's a lot of stuff coming down. I think we're in a very awkward period. So the period. FTC's just gotten started and there's going to be, Oh yeah. A and it's going to go on other. And if you, if you think that you're issues. safe going on another platform, you're, you're mistaken. Cause like this is, they got it. They, they, they now have something that they can kind of say, look, we have a fine and it like, don't get me going on this, but it was the, the fine amount was the actual budget of the FTC for one year. Who comes up with these numbers? Hey, we're going to find <laughs> you, but it's going to be the exact amount of one full year of work of everything that's employed with the FTC. <laughs> well, it oh. probably took them that much time to, to, yeah. get, to get to the bottom Please. of it. Please. <laughs> they didn't use every resource. Hey, it's a government agency. Okay. Like, okay. <laughs> we just got demonetized. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> Wait, anyway, let's, let's, let's actually have this as a, a, a deep discussion because okay. I, I can go on for hours. With yeah. So let's figure out a sure. segue to introduce our guests. Well, the, the easiest segue would be, hey, Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> we got some amazing creators here. Why don't we, you we do? Yeah. So today we have Aaron and Carly. 
and and uh, from the Carly and Aaron channel. Um, they've they've been around um, for a while. You guys first met on Vine, and then you've had a YouTube channel for about four years now. Correct? I think so. Yeah. I don't know. Thank you so much again for coming this early. And we were really delayed with all of our equipment. Um, Daryl needs to get a handle of that. <laughs> there's, um, there's some truth of that. Yeah. It's okay. Okay. We were late too. It's, it's called fine. California traffic. <laughs> yeah. I was just back in my office waiting for everyone to get here. I'm like, goodness gracious. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, first of all, you know, let us know like how you guys met and like um, and how you started collaborating. Um, well, we did Vine. We both are on Vine, and it's really weird. I feel like a lot of Viners met because, I don't know, it's kind of like school where, like, you know who everyone is, but then, mm -hmm. like, you start hanging out, quote-unquote, with people more, and you have, like, little groups. Yeah, there'd be, like, Vine meetups, too, so everyone could go yeah. and meet their friends that they were making. How's that, that working now? Is there a lot of Vine meetups right now? <laughs> there was one last Funny. week. Hilarious. <laughs> Me and Aaron went, but no one else was there. There's a um, new scene happening right now, and that's TikTok. Oh yeah! Oh my god! Don't get me started. <laughs> In a good way. I love TikTok. Um, I don't know. We started following each other on. It was. It's kind of a thing where you'd like be friends on Snapchat and Twitter, and then I don't even remember how we started like talking really. Yeah, I don't. I have no idea. I don't remember. But we got wow, to the but point. Now you're business partners. I yeah. know. It's really crazy. <laughs> yeah, and it was crazy too because like she was from Nebraska and I was from Boston, so we were so far apart from one another. And then I think the first time we met was when we were coming to visit LA because both of us were moving here. And we're like, oh, let's just live together. Mm -hmm. So we came here. Like I think it was December of 2014. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To look at apartments. Didn't look at any. We just, just had fun all weekend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's that was awesome. a very productive weekend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so then Vine was still happening. And, and then in 2015, we were like, let's do something on YouTube. This is when we moved out here and we were living together. So we started a series called Vining and Driving, where we would interview our friends who were on Vine. But we kind of made it like, it wasn't really a, like a sketch, it, but it was... It was kind very of thought sarcastic. out, yeah. Like we so, we always made them do something for us, and we and made it about us the whole time. Yeah, and we played these like really <laughs> bitchy, like narcissistic girls. So we were very much like a heightened version of ourselves. But <laughs> the fans of the people we were doing it to were like so young and so didn't, didn't understand. Like no. like, these like, guys are rude. Yeah, like they're yeah. so mean to him or her, and we're like, no, <laughs> really. But yeah. So well, then, since then you pivoted. Yeah, a little fine dive, so so did that. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then we took a little break, and then we were like, let's vlog. It was funny because before like any of our friends started vlogging, we actually went to Omaha, and from. we were like, let's like vlog a video. That could be fun. And then we did, but then it was so bad, and we never posted it. Mm -hmm. And then I want to post it now. Yeah. Well, my you, you really should. You should. You really should. <laughs> it's really bad. It was, like, it was a lot. I think you like filmed my dad for two minutes, and he's like not a camera person yeah. at all. It's so, like, like awkward. Yeah. <laughs> like it was just like truly someone's first video, yeah. like vlog. Um, but then we never posted it, and then our friend David. He wound up posting like his first vlog probably like a month or two after that. David Dobrik. Yeah, right? David Dobrik. Mm -hmm. um, his first vlog probably like a month or two after that. And then we're like, oh, maybe we should start doing this. So then we just like picked it back up. Yeah. A couple months after probably. Yeah. Well, well, what inspired both of you to get into Vine in the first place? Like were there different creators that you followed that, that inspired you? Or was it just one of those things you just did impulsively? Um, I think that it... I don't know. I feel like it's just because it was so different. And like definitely I, it was my senior year of college and I remember just watching people and like laughing hungover to their videos. 
and then, you know, just posting like little silly ones with your like friends who also were just posting like their weird videos on the platform, but nothing that was like comedic or planned out, just like mm-hmm. out at a party or something. But then I think um, because we both do have those like creative brains, a lot of it became more interesting to us. And we were like, oh, like this is a cool new outlet that I can use in a different way and like lets you kind of show your artistic side. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it was fun to be like, I need to make a vine today. What should I do? And just try to think of an idea or be creative. I remember my favorite comedian, Chris D'Elia, he posted a vine onto Twitter and I was like, what is this? And I clicked it and then, I don't know. I think I just you went down a wormhole. In. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, okay, where did these hours go? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like the timing of it too. Cause I had, yeah. it was like the end of my senior year of college. And then I was just like home living with my parents. So I was like, well, what else am I going to do? Like, I'm not getting a job right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just want to like take the summer and like, I wasn't really doing anything and just kind of did that for fun. You know, what I found interesting about Vine is you had to be more creative because you only had so much time. Yeah. Like YouTube, you could kind of, okay, it's going to be a 12 minute video. What are we going to do? Yeah. Yeah. You can play it out, the story. But the reality was, it's like you had to be really, really good and you had to really know how to engage just to get that, that interaction. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I think some of the best content creators came from Vine. Oh, absolutely. YouTube, 100%. Well, I mean, I mean, they had to do storytelling in six seconds. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's, that, that's amazing. I mean, and, and I mean, I think going to YouTube from Vine ended up being a walk in the park. I think for some, like some of, you know, contacts and friends I have, like they were kind of worried about having to edit together like a long video. And they yeah. felt like that was going to take so much work when really in some ways it was easier. Than, than, you know, creating, you know <laughs> yeah. coming up with new Vine ideas. Especially oh, with Vine, like, when it, you first had it, like, you could only do it, well, you could only shoot it once. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. then, like, obviously, it started getting a little bit more accessible yeah. over the years it was around. But it was hard, and people had to do it in one take, mm-hmm. and all of those things that you don't really think of until you're doing it. You're like, shh. I don't know. Can I swear? Yeah, you <laughs> just did. Crap. <laughs> I, I know. I was like, oh, no, the kids. <laughs> We're not targeting. I know. Well, you know, so did you guys ever hear the the the, the early Vine star um, Jordan Burt? Yeah, we talked about him yesterday. That's so oh, weird. I was like, talking what about was him his Casey. name? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he used to work for me like, oh, no like way. before we sold Plaid to Ben. And it was funny. One day he like, you know, came to us and like, <laughs> I want to create content. <laughs> and to be honest, like, I didn't think he was like the best editor in the world. I was like, well, good luck. <laughs> and then literally, like, like a couple months later, he comes back to me. He's like, yeah, so have you heard of Vine? I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, I have 3.5 million followers. Oh, I was like, what? Like literally in months, he grew by the millions and it was just exploding. Yeah, um, I don't know what he's doing today. I think he's... I That's mean, literally what we were talking about. He's yeah. relaxing like, what's he up to? Yeah. Because he got a lot of sponsorships on Vine. But, um, and so, so like he just like gained crazy momentum out of nowhere. There's like a good, like, I think 15 that just exploded. And like, we were all like humbled. We're like, well, great. And then we started hitting him up for sponsorships. We did like something with the Just Dance. I think we did something with like, I remember those Lady in Black. Oh yeah. Badoo. Badoo, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I remember Casey James Just Dance too. Did you work with him? Yeah, that was us. That's so funny. We did one with Logan Paul before he got super controversial. (laughs) And, And it was like the, the number one shared vine. Which wow. one? Um, it, was, it was him doing Just Dance on a treadmill. 
where like he falls on his face. Oh, <laughs> oh. I, I can that. picture it, but I don't no, know if I, I got, know I got it. millions of revines. Wow. That's crazy. And yeah, and so so you know, it was a really fun time, even from a brand perspective, just to go on there because the engagement was so real. Mm -hmm. Oh, it was crazy. Vine definitely shot themselves in the foot on not listening to their creators, and, and, and there's a good amount of platforms that have done that. So. You know, talking about Vine, I mean, where did you guys start seeing momentum? Where did you start I mean, seeing your audience really just, you know, take form and, and start to um, explode? I, I don't, people ask this and I can't really I remember. I think mine was... You are just having fun. I was, Yeah, we were just having fun. I think I was doing like an impression or something. Do you know Vincent Marcus? Yeah. Yeah, he was a big impression guy. And I think he like revined one of them. And then I got like followers from that. But... I don't really know. Probably whenever we would like collab with like our yeah. friend Brendan McNerney was pretty big on Vine and uh, Matt King and stuff. And we would film with them when we would come here. Maybe yeah. that helped. I really don't remember. It's so I weird. know. You just naturally just started collaborating. With yeah. yeah. It was it's like our friend. Yeah. It's kind of like a group now. It's like we're already friends, but then it's like also an added like work, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Quote unquote. Because I was on the East Coast. So I was friends with a lot of like New Jersey viners, New York viners, and we would have meetups and like make vines. <laughs> Which <laughs> is so, so weird. Though. Like so thinking fun. about it now, like my parents would be like, what do you mean you're going to New Jersey to hang out with people you met on the internet? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you wouldn't understand. It's fine. <laughs> well, you'd, you'd see those videos. You'd be like, okay, there's like one vine where there's like five, you know, like vine creators. And they're yeah. like, okay, there's going to be like 10 videos this weekend. Yeah. yeah. Literally. From all these different yeah. like, in the same profiles. Field. <laughs> yeah, all in the same build. <laughs> similar content, similar themes. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy too, because I remember like watching all the LA viners and I'm like, that's so cool. Like mm -hmm. they all can just hang out all the time. And... Hanging out on Vine Street. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. literally. 16 was it 1600 uh -huh. Vine? Yeah. Yep. That's so funny. <laughs> Well, yeah, I remember when we moved here, we were like, we have to drive past it. <laughs> yeah. That's it. It's a really awesome. nice apartment. Yeah. But... Oh, when did you guys start being able to monetize and make money and like, you know, support yourselves? Like how long did that take? Uh, on Vine or in general? Well, just in general. Creating I content. Think, well, when I moved out here, I kept my job. So I was working from our apartment mm -hmm. in Little Armenia. And <laughs> until, I feel like it was probably like, it's 2017. The it end of 2017, long. I quit my job. And oh I'm like, so God. nervous. I, and all I had to do was like call my boss. It's not like I had to have a face-to-face -face meeting. <laughs> he just either. called. And I was, was like so breaking out in highs. I was like, I'm so scared. <laughs> we should have filmed that. I know. Like we're so dumb. That would have been the best clickbait. Epic, yeah. epic footage for sure. I, re I remember. Quitting my job for YouTube, like the thumbnail. <laughs> I was wearing like my pajamas. I had on one of those um, shirts that was like, you know, the bikini right, right. shirts that like makes it oh, look, it's like, a you're wearing a that looks like you're wearing a bikini. Yeah. Yeah. I was oh, wearing yeah, that and like my robe and slippers and I quit my job like. That. Speaking of martini. <laughs> yeah, but I re it was 2017 when I was like finally like, like okay, okay, I don't need two paychecks. Like I can finally yeah. just like do it with this. And it was, oh my God, I was so nervous. <laughs> I know, that was scary. You were like breaking out of us. Yeah, I was freaking out. I remember but, my first Vine brand deal. It was fifty dollars, and I was what? like, "I made fifty dollars yeah. in six seconds. Like this is insane." That's probably how they sold it too. Hey, this will only take you six seconds. Yeah. Literally. No, yeah. I was so excited. My friend at home like helped me film it. I was like, "I'll buy you Starbucks after." Like I got oh. this. <laughs> like awesome. so proud. That's so funny. TJ, my yeah. fiance, he is doing TikToks. Like yeah. he has like I don't know, maybe almost fifty thousand. What do you call them? Followers. Talk followers? Yeah. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> Tallowers? <I'm not>. Wow. <laughs> Tallowers. Tallowers. <laughs> um, so how is it like being a part of, you know, this Vine invasion to YouTube and then being a part of the vlog squad? I mean, what does that mean to you? Um, like there's, there's a lot of 
interest I think people have in, you know, the friendship and the collaborations. Um, I truly believe is a two part question by, by the way. Uh, but I truly believe that, um, some of this, uh, thing of co uh, cooperation and collaboration is being lost because everybody's like, no, this is like my, you know, the way I'm going to do it. And I, I don't want to, you know, share with others or collaborate with others. And they're just treating it more like a business, but with flawed squad, what's the difference there? Well, I think it's easy for us because we all kind of started off as friends. So we were all like vining together and like doing all of that stuff together. So it was a really easy transition when, you know, we all started vlogging. And obviously David started before everybody else. And then yep. like it gave Zane the idea, Scott the idea, et cetera. And everyone just kind of took their own twist on what was fun for them to capture. And I don't know. I think we just have a really good time doing it. It's not like it's like... Okay, guys, five o'clock today. You have to be at the house. Yeah, like, it's just like, like we'll just like text we'll be there. people. At, yeah. Like we're just all together every day, pretty much, and it's just fun. Like if you don't come, you're out of the squad. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> I feel like some people who don't really watch think it's like Team Ten or something where we have like contracts and it's yeah. like rules and like there's literally nothing. Like obviously, if if we're filming and someone says something in the background they don't want in, like hey, can you not put that in? It's like yeah, yeah. of course. Like yeah, no, yeah. no one has ever been like no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or a lot of it like is very that. authentic too. Yeah, like, especially in David's videos. It, it could be something that just like happens and then he's like, oh, we need to like make that into a bit. So <laughs> literally get mad if we say something ridiculous and his camera isn't on. He's like, yeah. why the fuck would you say that <laughs> yeah. when my camera's off? I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's all in good fun. Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, no, that's cool. That Like, like that even uh, gives more respect uh, for your group that's there. It's like, hey, you know what? It's not a business arrangement, but it is in the sense that we're all helping each other. Like, that's almost unheard of today. Like, it really, like seriously, I, it's so unheard of. And, yeah. and that you're well, able to. How it used to be way back in the oh, day. Oh, yeah. No, that's how it started. Yeah. Early days. But it just like. It, but it everything became so, you know, in, in, I mean, every, so, so. Everyone was so focused on like creating businesses, mm. and 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 is is way too calculated, and so it's it's actually really cool. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why the vlog squad is crazy relevant, doing really well, and it's because right. it's very authentic. People yeah. are really having fun yeah. and we're, generally want to be with each other. Yeah, we're like, just literally living our life. Yeah, <laughs> and David built this whole empire for himself, and I guess for I mean for us too. Yeah. Like we're in his videos of just his friends hanging out like if he has a video trending he's like you guys were trending like <laughs> yeah and he's like we got a post today guys or yeah. like our video's up like it's very like us Inclusive, it's really cool yeah. yeah yeah that's really cool even though he's the king behind it all yeah but it's well, what a definitely different approach compared to like team 10 and you know yeah. that whole oh debacle, yeah that right? seems like a nightmare I, <laughs> like, I just definitely like, would like yeah and that's why you see so many videos of people like leaving and like being like this was terrible it's because it they're hired for like a job essentially i think mm -hmm. whereas yeah. it like that was never the case for any of us yeah i think if it starts out as genuine friendship it's just it, it, it'll be interesting to see like you know where all of you are in like the next five years and i'm very I'm, curious you know <laughs> i'm curious to see what we're gonna be in five years <laughs> to be honest. Like, so i feel like there's a there's another group that's like, is also very genuine sidemen like they seem to really have fun with right. each other they're all they're all really close and and, and I don't think it's like way too calculated there either. Um, but they also do a lot of content collectively together too. But um, I don't know if you guys remember like Team Crafted. I just put like two and two together just, just recently. Team Crafted was like a bunch of like Minecraft creators that were just like, like you know, probably from like five years ago, six years ago. But this like this group, you know, they all just like went in crazy different ways, and one of them is Post Malone, what? which is very interesting. Yeah, Wait, so what? he used to hang out with like a squad of YouTubers that did Minecraft videos, 
I and did not he, know he this. was a part of the posse. Yeah. Nice. It's Sunday, Sky does Minecraft. Um, and you know, um, there's a good, you know, variety of them. And then Post Malone was like one of like the, the younger guys I was just hanging out with them. Oh Another group of people also were the ones that founded, um, Mixer that was sold to, oh. to, to, to Microsoft. Microsoft. Yeah. It, it was like, like they all like kind of went in their different ways. Some, you know, ended up getting even more and more successful like Sunday. And then you have like, you know, a Post Malone that just went and did their own thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you guys are all in like a really exciting time in entertainment right now where things are changing so quickly. Mm. It's going to be interesting to see where things go. And yeah. with that said, I mean, where do you think things are going? Like what's going to happen in the next five years? Oh we God. get this question a lot, and mm -hmm. I literally have no idea. Yeah, we kind of just go with the flow for now. I mean, obviously, I'd love to still be doing this because it's it's so fun just working for yourself and not having to like report to anybody. And besides know, the viewer, besides <laughs> the, yeah, yeah, we do work for the viewer. It's true. We work hard for them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. But where do you want to be? Like, I, I mean, I mean, I mean. I mean, is there a, a different, like, you know, a phase in your life where you want to be, like, in the next five years when it comes to your business and, and to creating content? Yeah, I know. I think we just want to keep, like, going on this path that we're on and, like, continuing with all of our friends and everything because it it's just so fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know, it sounds, like, so cheesy, but it is. Like, we're just having – it's, like, the best time of our life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like college again. Yeah. If we could all still be doing stuff together, that's, like, my ideal, like, yeah. goal. I don't know. Like even if we had, yeah, like I don't want to be in like a Steven Spielberg film or anything. Like I'm yeah, not trying to be, that. Not trying to be like an actress. <laughs> yeah, but like just like I don't know. It's it's just so fun and. Uh, well, actors yeah. are, are wanting to do what you guys are doing now. Exactly. Yeah. Like, they're they're all like that. transitioning, thinking like I need to monetize my own stuff and make my own content. Yeah. 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 It's really interesting too, like hearing kids now like, I wanna be a YouTuber when I grow up. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Number one occupation yeah. for a fourth grader right no, now that's is a YouTuber. Crazy. I don't know if over, it's a good thing or a bad thing. Over either. an astronaut. Like, <laughs> we're talking, going, going to the moon here. That's so wild. <laughs> it's just so crazy how different times are now uh, than real, they were. Really, yeah. yeah. Like, I, th I think it's, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Because I, I don't know if it's good to go into it looking for, like, the money or fame, mm -hmm. I guess. Because I feel like we just did it because we love doing it. Yeah. And I feel like some people, even on, like, Vine, they would get on just just to be popular. Right. And, like, that just never works, I feel that's, like. That's always going to be in existence with humanity, yeah. Yeah. believe it or not. It's just mm -hmm. it is. But what I find, though, is, like, if you were able to go back in time, if we, you know, invented a time machine, well, better yet, Elon Musk invented a time machine because he could probably he do that. Uh, but <laughs> would one. you create content <laughs> differently on Vine now with with the, the years of experience that you have? Oh, God. I don't know. I think it's like I don't want to change anything because where we are now, I feel right. like it just worked. I don't think so because I was always so against like Revine for Revine is so dumb. Like they're just oh, trying right, to. Right. But like looking back, I totally see how it was like a really good business move. But so many people, I feel like, lost respect because of it. it was so I don't exhausting. even know if I would do it. Yeah. Very exhausting. Yeah. Was like, wait, I saw it this video like the, six months ago. Yeah, it ruined the platform. Yeah. But then again, sure. that's like how Zane and Heath got so big and like Scott and they're doing great now. I don't know. It's really hard to yeah. decide. But I don't think the way I, I think the way I made Vines was just like who I was. So I don't think I would make it any different. Yeah. I feel like our vlogs are sort of similar to where it's just like we just try to like make things funny and it's not like too much thought into it. It's just so I, I was with a pretty creative guy. It's like Aaron Kraskel. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's on Instagram. It's just he's massive. great. He's he is, hilarious. He is the funniest guy 
that you don't like most people don't even know about. i watched him on vine i, I mean i mean he is like, just brilliant when i was watching him like i mean he, i mean he's now huge but when i watched him on vine he had like i think like fifteen thousand followers he's just this random english dude oh. that just would create hilarious oh, wait. content wait what's his name aaron Craskell. would he like yell in supermarkets yes. yes oh my god i know what you're talking about yeah yeah so anyway but anyway we we're sitting down having a conversation and it's like the the power of storytelling like you had to tell your story in six seconds and it needed to engage them or they're just like okay they're just moving on or whatever um and and it's just really really um hard to like hone that craft and i know that vlogging's another way to storytell but it's like coming back and i when i was talking with him i go man isn't it exhausting like you always have to one-up yourself he says yeah i goes he goes i just have to get myself out of the element that i'm in and put myself in a different element and then my creativity goes. Oh. And the, the reason why I asked that question back, like, is there anything that you would change? Like, do you think you're a better storyteller now than you were when you started? Um, or do you think that you've just kind of evolved with the platform and? I feel like evolving for yeah. sure. I, I think about Vine now, I'm like, I don't think I could make Vines now, no. as weird as that is. Well, yeah. we, we had to, there was another app that was kind oh, of yeah. like Vine that we worked with for a little bit and it was just like, we felt forced because it was kind of like a, a branded Yeah, right. we had to make like so many a month or something it. and it was just like because they needed to pay your rent right yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> and it exactly. just wasn't we were like oh like what do we do like this is so hard like we're not funny like this anymore yeah also like the times are so it's, different yeah like when vine ended what in 2016 2017 when it started even what 2012 2013 2013 yeah. it was like a completely yeah. different time like even my sense of humor was like way different back then where it would like not i'd be canceled all over the internet you know, yeah. know what i mean like, yeah just for little things because of where we are and i think that definitely like we have evolved and like grown with the years yeah <laughs> um, and i think we're just like our videos now are just really our life like we're not we don't do anything put on like a character yeah anything. and people love watching people just live their life yeah it's mm -hmm. very strange but i guess it's like watching reality tv in a way yeah but, definitely yeah. especially when it's like the different characters like our friends yeah characters. Mm -hmm. yes. zane's in it and like oh zane's in it <laughs> so, so one of the things that i like to look at is you know where generation z is spending their time and i have five kids that are in that in that group and uh, believe it or not, a lot of them are leaving YouTube right now, um, and they're going more to TikTok. Yeah, and they're yeah. spending so much time there. I'm mm -hmm. like, me too. I'm like, <laughs> why? You know, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to figure it out, not necessarily as a father, but as a marketer. I'm like, okay, what's right. the appeal? I'm trying to understand what's there, but I think it's just fresh. Yeah. And I, I think there's a lot of similarities of what Vine was when it started, and yeah. and what TikTok is now. Yeah. Um, but it's like fresh, anyone can do it, you know, and there's a lot of opportunity. Um, and, and I, I, I just been noticing that, you know, just kind of seeing what they're watching, what they're engaging with. And you have a whole variety of different things. It's just not, okay, not a musically, you know, just kind of remake, you know, since mm -hmm. it is built on musically. Right. Mm -hmm. yep. But it's more than that. It's like you can show a lot of creativity. Like there's, um, one of my kids likes the satisfying channels where it's everything that's satisfying mm -hmm. that's there, you know, and it's just like, okay, that was really satisfying for that minute <laughs> yeah. that I just watched. But I think it's the right length. Um, I think vine was very difficult at six seconds. 
But when you have a full minute, I mean, that that is real. You can do a lot of content in a minute. Yeah, sometimes they feel like they're 30 minutes when you're watching. Like, exactly. how is this still going? Yeah. <laughs> like, I was watching a Vine from uh, uh, Zach King, and I was just blown away. Like, I'm always blown away by his content anyway. Yeah, really but cool. it was just, it was perfectly made for the platform. Mm-hmm. It was perfectly made for TikTok. Mm-hmm. And I, I see it have legs. Mm-hmm. What What's your strategy? I mean, when, I mean, you say, hey, I don't know where I'm going in five years, but it's like, New platforms are going to come on, mm-hmm. and you know, staying relevant. What are you going to do to stay relevant? Yeah, well, I I love TikTok. I, I think it's like there's so many new videos. Like you can hit refresh every five seconds, and you'll get a whole set of new videos. So I get why people are addicted to it because you can just keep going and going. Um, I do think like a lot of us are posting on TikTok. A lot of our friends, like David's always posting. Zane's been posting. I've been posting. Aaron's been posting a little bit. Her fiance's been posting a lot. <laughs> um, and I've noticed, I think it has helped with like Instagram growth too, because it's directly connected to Instagram. Mm-hmm. You just click a button and it's right. right there. So I've noticed that. And, um, I mean, it is such a huge platform. I think it's important for us to be posting on there just so new people see it. It's so interesting though, because, uh, I don't know how the for you page works at all. And I don't know, like, I don't know. I don't understand TikTok really, but yeah, I love yeah. posting on it. I love watching it. And I think it's a good way to show new people yeah, who they're, we are. Yeah, they're pretty, it's, I, I've been pretty amazed by the AI that's running that. It's basically seeing how much you engage with content and what you're able to do. And <laughs> then it I just kind of serves you similar content. And then, of course, it's all trending stuff is all weaved in. But I don't know. It's, it's really, really fascinating. I, I believe, like, I, like we, we talked about this well over a year. Like mm-hmm. hey, We thought it was going to be the biggest, uh, you know, most downloaded app of all time, you know, mm-hmm. in, in a given year. And I think that it is that now, it's right? On, it's number one on social networks. It is crazy. Yeah. Crazy. And, and it's, it's, a, it's a standalone platform and it's it's self-sustaining. It's growing really fast. And, and TikTok's listening to the community. I mean, I remember back in the Musical.ly days, there was a lot of like Vine stars and creators going mm-hmm. to Musical.ly, but I felt like it was mainly to grow their, their Instagram accounts. Like, I mean, it was a way to get in from a new right. audience and they like, grow their other accounts. Yeah. But TikTok, people are I don't, actually, I don't think it's going away. I think yeah, it's no, just going to be TikTok, yeah. TikTok specifically is there to stay and they're, they're growing their audiences on TikTok. So one thing that I found fascinating is there's patterns like in business and success and you know, to be TikTok famous now, mm-hmm. you know, you can have a plaque of a hundred thousand followers, you know, mm-hmm. and a million followers. And like they're following patterns that, that that kind of incentivize creators. They're like shooting for something besides the, you know, that it's just like, oh, you know, I need this plaque or whatever. Sure. Um, I think it has all the makings. I, it'll be very interesting to see, does it have the makings to make uh, a lot of money and to be able to share properly mm-hmm. with the creators that are creating the content. So, I, I think they're going to do that. Yeah. I think they're going to I mean, be the biggest. They've said it. They've said that they are. Yeah. Um, but the, the question is, is how? Yeah. <laughs> that, I think that's the problem with it, with yeah. feed driven stuff. Um, are you guys mainly monetizing? Oh, no, no. You were going to say, oh, oh, say something. Oh, I just don't. Do, I don't know like the, longe- the longevity of people on TikTok either. Like, I don't know how, cause with Vine, it was like, if there was a viral Vine, everybody knew about it. It's right. Like the vroom vroom in my mom's car. Like everyone exactly. knows that. But with TikTok, there's probably like thousands and thousands and thousands of viral TikToks. Like are those people, I don't know. I guess you just have there's to be very smart to- There's a lot of communities on there. But, yeah. but that's, that's all, I, I, that's how I believe it is. It's like, there are certain people that are gonna love and adore your content, but other people that are not. And it's just like, 
getting the content that they want. And so it's like having something that's overarching, you know, it's going viral. Everybody knows about it on a platform. I don't know if it's the best way for a platform to, to exist. You know, it's just like if it's niche specific and everybody knows who you are in that specific niche and they're sharing it, engaging with it, like you could have more virality in that in that because it's your relevant audience from there. So Sure, sure. What have been some of your best experiences working with brands? Our best experiences mm -hmm. um, in terms of like. Just um, brands that you've liked working with that have been easy to work with. Yeah. I oh, mean, just like a Bumble was so easy to yeah, work Bumble with. Yeah, Bumble was very easy. Oh, they we literally were like, don't, you're saying our name too much. Yeah, we had to edit out. <laughs> they didn't want it to seem super branded, which I, I, I feel like that. that's the most beneficial thing. Yeah. Is like, I just feel like it's so cheesy, honestly, to be like download blah 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 i mean you have to say that but like talking points and having to say something that's not your own voice i guess yeah um especially brands that are like talk about your experience and i'm like you just sent it to me yesterday like, yeah what exactly <laughs> yeah or like things that we don't know about yet and it's like uh, yeah but there was we used to work with um adam and eve it's like a sex toy oh my god and Which obviously we can't we're, do anymore yeah we can't this is definitely anymore. not kids content now. yeah <laughs> sorry guys but like obviously we're not like sexual on our channel but it, we literally would open the box with like zane or david and we would just laugh hysterically and like zane literally used a whip and like it was hitting us with it and like swinging it around we'd and literally be like this one looks like a ghost Woo! yeah and they loved it and they're like okay you're good to post and we we're like what they <laughs> the like the first that? time we ever got one we were like they are not gonna <laughs> I know. they are not gonna approve this because we were dying laughing yeah. like literally making fun of every single thing we took out of the box and then we were like well fingers crossed yeah did, well, did they and try hiring you again? They oh, we worked with them so many like, times, probably oh, wow. like seven times. Yeah, we the best something. brand that we've ever worked with, just because they like know like what is very much like us. Uh -huh. and there what, you go. That's and the what best. works yeah. for the audience. That's the best. That's the most important thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like as long as you like creator can just like do do what they do what they want them to do in their own voice. That's the best way to do it. Yeah. Because it's it's more. I hate, oh, I hate when brands are like. Oh no! Like don't don't do it like this. I'm like, no, you should listen to us. Like play this game we with us. We know our like, audience. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's very much. There's a lot. So many brands that don't really understand that. Yeah. They don't understand that. Like we know what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you don't have to mention the brand, but what was probably your most negative experience with the brand? There, um, well, there was one we both. It wasn't combined. We were doing it separately on our other stuff, but. They like didn't want to pay us because they we weren't oh, yeah. doing it the way that they wanted. This want was it. Oh, it was okay because we we signed a contract and they basically gave us complete freedom of like however we wanted to do it. But when it came time to get paid, they were like, "Well, we didn't like the way they did it, so we're not gonna pay them." <laughs> and we we're like, "Well, we signed oh, this contract. Gosh. You told us we did could do whatever." Did you make the video live? It it was like a bunch of videos, so wow. it was like we had to post like X amount of videos and within like on this two platform. Months. Mm -hmm. And we did, we fulfilled all the criteria, both of us individually, wow. and we did all the work. And then at the end, he was like, well, I don't like them, so we're not going to pay you. And we're like, yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, we're like, this is illegal. And did they pay? Yeah. yeah. Good. But oh, it was wow. like so ridiculous. He was trying That's to so fight sketchy. it. And we were like, okay, well, then you can talk to our lawyer about it. And he's like, we'll pay you half. And I'm like, for what? We did all the work. Like, what are you saying? It didn't make any sense. Like, if it was something that was obvious, I would have been like, oh, yeah, we should have yeah. done that. But it was like... It literally said complete control. Bad actors like that have really hurt the community in so many different ways. And especially like early on yeah. where 
a lot of creators ended up getting, you know, the wrong managers or the wrong agents because they were desperate to not get screwed over again. Yeah. Because you have these, you know, companies that come on and like say, oh, we're going to pay you so much money. And then they like disappear. Or, you know, they would like, like kind of be somewhat abusive with the partnership and, and, and make it a hellish experience. Well, that was a very, I was just like, that was a very depressing way to end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We've worked with a lot of amazing brands. We love that. <laughs> what advice would you give brands to coming into this space? Let's say if it's like a, a sure. smaller brand and, and they want to grow their business, what advice would you give them into in, being successful? Well, I think it's really important to get to know the people too that you're like reaching out to and like know their audience. Yeah. Because yes. <laughs> like there are brands that we have worked with that like will do something like, well, this seems a little like too, I don't know, like just like weird things that they don't like. And I'm like, well, that's us. Like, oh, yeah. And you if mean. you don't yeah. know that, then why would you want to work with us in the first place? So it's very obvious when brands just like reach out because they're like they see numbers. Yes, yeah. exactly. Which I, I'm like, OK, we'll do it. But it feels very uh, like inauthentic. But, but, but yeah. they give you emotional feedback and not data-driven feedback. That's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know? True. I mean, usually these problems don't happen because a brand is making the right decisions for the for the for for, for their company. Yeah. Well, unless you know you obviously do something really sketchy and like which we don't. Paint a bad, you know, <laughs> yeah. Picture for the brand. But but a lot of it's because of personal bias. Yeah. And instead of, you know, making sure they have a, a good structured campaign and, and a good process of working with creators and being data driven with them, sometimes they just choose random, you know, different creators that they want to work with. Mm -hmm. And then there's an assumption that they know what the creators need to do more than they do, I mean, and, and how to do it more than the creators do. And, 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 that's, and that right there can be very damaging and create really toxic relationships between brands and creators. Yeah. I've talked about this a thousand times. Yes, like what we call the consensus triangle, where basically you have to be on the same page. Yeah, and and you have to be aligned. And if you do that, and you both agree with with what the campaign is supposed to be about, or what the video is supposed to be about, it's just going to work out, and the audience is going to respond positively. Totally. Yeah. yeah, we work with a lot of amazing brands. Though, yeah, so that's we got good. really lucky. We only get negative experiences every once in a while, so that's good. Yeah, <laughs> and they're not like that. We haven't been like put through it really yeah it's just been a couple like okay we gotta figure this out <laughs> sure, sure. but yeah well thank you so much for joining yeah, us we really appreciate you. your time and thank you all for watching this podcast or listening whatever you're doing make sure you follow us subscribe you know what to do see you on the next video